I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. One-on-one, -on -one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to score. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go. USA leading Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. If this is the voice you're not used to hearing when we first start the show, well, guess what? We're trying something new here. Welcome to the almost the. Welcome to the almost world famous wide open sportscast. I had my one shot of fame and blew it. I'm Feds. And I am Rick. Merry Christmas, bud. Merry Merry Christmas. It is the. 26th of December. Boxing Day. So we are celebrating a little bit afterwards, doing a little podcast. Uh, how was your Christmas, man? How was family? It was excellent. Uh, spent Christmas Eve with a girlfriend, nice. and then went to Midnight Mass, went to, what's the old place, the Italian place, Piccolo's, went there for the first time over in Hopewell. Is that a chain, or is that like a... Uh, it used to be over by the turn. It was just an Italian place. It was actually pretty good. Got a chicken parm. Nice. Enjoyed it. Um, and then went to Cousins on Christmas with the family, repping some of my Christmas attire. My throwback, New Jersey Nets, Jason Kidd jersey. Very nice. The GOAT. So that was great. How was Santa for you? Santa was good for me. Well, first off, I had a couple parties. Had the company party on the 22nd this year. Usually have it on the 23rd, but 23rd ended up on Saturday, so we had it on the 22nd. Right. Uh, then kind of just lounged around until Christmas, uh, met up with, uh, my grandmother, got to say hi to her and then opened presents with my family. I got, uh, pretty happy. I got a Keurig, been wanting, Ooh. wanting some coffee in the house for a bit. That's excellent. Uh, got some clothes. Didn't get any jerseys this year. It's like one of the first years in a while that I haven't asked Santa or my parents for jerseys, but I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, maybe I need a new jersey now, but... Yeah, you might now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sucks. So but, that's actually our first topic. So why don't you start you know, us off, Rick, with the? I uh, I, I'm gonna use the classic words of Obi Wan Kenobi here, but put a little bit of a twist on it. It was said that you would destroy this, not join them. You were supposed to destroy the Patriots, not join them. James Harrison joined the New England Patriots after the Steelers. Let him work no! the He's now a Patriot. James Harrison has played for two of the three teams that I hate the most. Now he's he's now going to be playing for the New England Patriots. He played for a short stint with the Bengals. I mean, if th after this year he gets signed by the Ravens, I'm just going to fucking flip because he is still one of my all-time favorite Steelers. But you're handling this so well. I would be screaming and throwing things. We all listen to my soccer it's, rant. It's it's like we weren't using him, and he was he was mad. So didn't well, he only have like forty snaps or something? I think like he only, ridiculously he only well. played in like five games this year. So he wasn't getting playing time, and he even was quoted in saying he wouldn't have stayed with Pittsburgh if he didn't if he knew he was going to be just a bench warmer. 
which he was. Unfortunately, he he has become for us because of the our depth in linebacker a bench warmer. But I just. It is to, definitely to go to the Patriots. It's an additional weapon for New England. Yeah, now they have our defensive playbook at least. Yeah, definitely. So that <laughs> that that sucks. Um, New England uh, Super Bowl winners. Dude, I mean, this James Harrison is not going to be like like the pushes pushes over the mound automatic win. Not at all. But I mean, they're they're looking stronger than ever, even without Amendola this year. They were looking weak at the beginning of the year, but now they're looking very strong. Uh, so because they benefited also. I refuse. I refuse to call the New England Patriots like automatic Super Bowl. Good. I I, I like that a lot. Like, I, I just. Like it. I, and I, I even have a coworker at work that says if the New England Patriots get into the playoffs or into the Super Bowl, he's not watching the Super Bowl. I mean, I kind of think he's BSing. But he, it's gone to the point where he he hates the Patriots that much that he just re- would refuse to watch it. I mean... I'm not saying that it would be bad for the NFL with the amount of Patriots fans are there. But, like, someone new... There needs to be a new dynasty. It's like, at this point, I want Brady to retire as the GOAT. I mean, nothing will change that ever. No, not at no, all. Nothing will change that ever as the greatest quarterback. He can even come. It can even be revealed that he's one of these like Hollywood sexual predators. He'll still go down as the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> I mean, I doubt that's going to happen, but I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, very true. And speaking of which, fuck. one of the other stories we have on here is how about New England benefiting two weeks in a row from another controversial catch, quote unquote, catch ruling. It seems like the league that had spent an it's entire year fiasco. trying to fuck over New England is now just guiding them towards the Super Bowl it, it, again. It's, it's not. It's not that. Like I, I feel like it's not that. It's just like an inconsistency in the rule. And my big problem with this is the NFL has driven away so many fan bases or so many fans, not just fan bases, fans that now like this bullshit of this rule, the talent of the wide receiver pool in the NFL right now is so good, and you're diminishing that with these stupid non-calls. Mm-hmm. Stupid non-calls. I mean, I've, I've come to terms with the, the, Steeler, the Steeler one two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? That yeah, is two weeks two ago. Weeks ago. Uh, but, I mean, that w- I, for me, that's still a catch for Buffalo. That w- that's even more of a clearer catch for me in Buffalo than it was in Pittsburgh. I'm watching the Eagles game last night, and Ronald Darby had a pick, and they weren't even reviewing if he was touched down when he made the pick. I w- saw they were going to review if it was an interception. I saw the ball move underneath his hands, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Not going to be a pick, and it's going to be another headline story. Thank God they called it an interception. We're going to get into that in a second. But, I mean, good Lord, man. No wonder why Vincey McMahon might bring the XFL back. I, I follow James. I'm sorry to go back to this, but I followed no, James go back. Harrison on, on Instagram, and I decided just to open up my phone just to see if there was anything. His fir- the first thing that pops up is his in, his first Instagram picture as a New England Patriot. It goes, finally, a teammate that's older than me, and then at Tom Brady, and he takes a selfie with Tom Brady. <sighs> You got Tammy Right, so he he literally the the knife is already in your heart, and now that's, it's just like twisting. I, I'm not calling it a knife. I mean, it's like, he twisting. Des- he, he deserves better than what we were giving him. It just sucks. 
I, I mean, as as for my fan bases, my favorite player, James Harrison. Granted, he wasn't even playing this year; just left and went to the Patriots. As a Devils fan, my favorite player, Adam Henrique, uh, got traded to the Ducks. Like I and I have both of their jerseys. I need new jerseys. Welcome can, to my life. Can we start a GoFundMe for Rick to buy new Devils and? Like yes, Steelers no, we. I can easily back that. And let me say that I completely feel your pain because my girlfriend got me a Carson Wentz Eagles jersey for Christmas. Bless up, Wentz nice. wagon. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But I had, I got her mother this soap. Her mother's very religious, so I got her this soap that was like blessed with holy water by a bunch of nuns. Wow. And I had her rub it all over my Carson Wentz jersey because <laughs> every single time... I get an NFL jersey, something wrong happened. That player's gone like that. Yeah. Um, you've seen me. I wear my Brian Westbrook Eagles jersey all the time. Yes. I had it for a year. He got traded. I had a Terrell Owens Eagles jersey for a year. Gone. I got a Randy Moss Vikings jersey. It was in the mail, and he got traded to the Raiders. When I got, when I got my James Harrison jersey, I got the day after fucking Tim Tebow took out the Steelers in the playoffs when he played for the Broncos. I got a Namdi Asamoa Eagles jersey. We all know how that ended. Yeah. I had a Deshaun Jackson Eagles jersey. Had it for a year. Thank God I, I only got a LaShawn McCoy shirt. Um, I had a Nick Foles shirt. I got it after the season ended. Got traded. So, hopefully, blessing it worked. But while we're on it, let's talk about that bird gang. Uh, Philadelphia locking up the number one seed in the NFC with what was a truly unconvincing win against the Raiders. Uh, you're not going to like what I'm going to say here. Go. Just, just say it. Uh, they're going to be one and done. I think so. It's... I mean, Nick Foles is, is a decent quarterback, and he, he, he can lead them. I mean, even, even as where he is right now he probably could have led him to at least the playoffs but one and done the jolly old saint nick had too much cookies and eggnog last night he looked awful yeah with carson wentz in and again it's you, you got to deal with the situation you have it's just the way sports are but with carson wentz that's a 35 10 game yeah, yeah there I, were I was so that. I was many thinking... times that zach Ertz was open Either on the goal line or in the end zone, missed. I was, Alshon missed. I was thinking that watching that game, I was, I was, I was watching. I was like, at halftime, I'd be like, if Wentz was in, they definitely have at least scored at least twenty points. Yeah, because the Raiders now just gave everybody the blueprint because the Eagles came out, shoved the ball down their throats with a jai, and the Raiders gave them the blueprint: make them throw. Because guess what? You saw last night, Foles can't do it. I mean. I mean, I mean, unless something crazy happens, because again, I know it's the Giants, but the Giants, I would like to say, have a better defense than the Raiders. I think the Raiders just had the scheme and the plan set up. But the, you know, how does Foles go from throwing four touchdown passes? He had a touchdown pass last night to Ajayi, but he was just missing left. And he had a screen pass, and he overthrew Ajayi, and it got picked off. Yeah, I mean, he had some he had some questionable passes there, and I mean, that's that's the thing with Foles. I think throughout his whole career, even as when either as a backup or when he was a starter, it was always streaky. Mm-hmm. But it it really shows how important the quarterback position is because the top two examples right now, one is the Eagles just losing Wentz. I mean, Foles is not is not Wentz. Second is the Houston Texans. Texans. Deshaun Watson. When Deshaun Watson was the head of that offense. They were the top scoring offense in the league. 
in the league throughout his his play there. And now they're shit. I mean, this I mean, it, they played the Steelers this weekend. I mean, the Steelers are Monday. The Steelers didn't play the best game, but they still destroyed them. Can I give you example number three? What's that? Jimmy Garoppolo. True. Yep. I mean, well, yeah, that's that's kind of like the opposite. Like adding him has shown like the what are the 49ers now like six and oh five and oh yeah four and oh four and oh four straight four straight with him starting four straight they put up 44 points on jacksonville yeah jacksonville which is supposed to be a top five defense this year destroy them yeah exactly it's just with the eagles it's wentz isn't only their offensive leader he's their overall team leader and you can just tell by his presence not on the field that it's a different team i mean the defense where i was saying last week uh when i went it saw him play the Giants. The offense looked great. It was a defense that scared the crap out of me. And believe if if we run into just any halfway decent team, we run into the Saints, and this is where it's going to end. Have you seen the Eagles' defense on Sluggos? Double post moves, double moves. Yeah, they get embarrassed. Uh-huh. That's how the Giants burned them last week, and the Raiders went right back to it. They ran a Sluggo on. Um, Jalen Mills and Amari Cooper had a 68-yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. All the, the Eagles' corners are biting on the double moves, and they got to fix that real quick. I mean, thank God they got a meaningless game with Dallas this week to figure out their problems, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, speaking I mean, of that'd th- be like a fun game for you to go to, though, the Dallas game. Yeah, hold, if it doesn't mean anything. I, I've never seen the Eagles lose. Yeah. I'm 5-0 and in times I've gone to see the Eagles. And, you know, we'll get into our predictions in a little bit. But speaking of Dallas, how about the fact that Dallas gets Zeke back but just completely gave away that game? That The Seahawks did not win that game. Dallas just straight up lost that and game to the Seahawks say on Sunday. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! yeah. Now, how many golden opportunities? And this is going to be my little rant right here. And, again, I hate Zeke. Can't stand him. He's a walking piece of garbage. But as a franchise, you've been begging for him to come back. And you get first and goal on the two-yard line, and you don't give him the ball. And then a couple I, of plays later, they had third and goal from, like, the 27, and then Dan Bailey missed the field goal. I mean, I, I question what he was doing on those six weeks that he was off. I mean, he was, what was he, in Mexico or something like that? And they said he came back leaner and stronger and in better shape than ever before. Yes, but he may not have, like, the football confidence, you know? Like, just, like, being playing there every week. Mm -hmm. He wasn't doing that. It's like working out. It's like starting all over again. It's it's preseason. He he pretty much went into, had his break and went into preseason again. So he's almost in preseason condition as a running back. Mm -hmm. So... That's that's what I see there with him. Uh, demand Dallas just gave that one away. Mm-hmm. Just gave it gave it to him. You, you can't even argue. Like I mean, Seattle made the plays again. I think it's about the same thing that the Eagles did, where they um they took advantage of the opportunities. It was like uh, Dougie Fresh said in the locker room after the game. He's like, "You win ugly, but you found a way to do it, and we're still the number one seed. You know, you win a win's a win, basically." I feel like that was the case for the Seahawks. That was definitely a a wins a win game. Yes. So it's just so great that game means nothing and the other best Christmas present, no Cowboys in the playoffs, which is a real disappointment in my opinion. I their their disappointment this year, the uh But Oakland I called Raiders. it. I said sophomore yeah, slumps. Yeah, you, you are right. I said sophomore slumps. But I don't think it, their sophomore slump was a little odd. 
just because the whole Zeke thing, it was a very distracting year. Yes, it wasn't a with, actual with Zeke, performance with, with the with Jerry Jones. Like it was a very distracting year. I do agree with that. So I mean, I mean, I, it's a very disappointing year for the Cowboys. Uh, very disappointing year for the Raiders, and very disappointing year for the Bucks. Bucks, I mean, it could just have been the hard knocks thing. I feel like every team that goes on hard knocks end up with a bad year, most of them. And the Bucks, like they looked like they were going to be on fire. They were being predicted to be this great team, and then they just fell flat on their face. Man, do you see Jameis crying like a little baby after he fumbled? I mean, I just – it's like, what what do you do? It seems like he's, he's trying to do so much and at the same time too much that he he's lost. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think definitely. they need a new coaching staff down there to fix that. Because yeah. I, I, I still believe in Jameis. Like, quarterbacks that, I, like, I still believe in are Jameis. I still believe in Mariota, even though he's had his, like, ups and downs. And then I also still believe, I mean, you, you've shown me the stats. I still believe that Kirk Cousins is going to do something good. Like, I, th- I think he, he is a starting quarterback, like at least somewhere. Like, blow up the stadium. Yeah, almost. But he, he I think all three of them are still going to be, they're obviously going to be starting quarterbacks next year. I don't think the three of them are going to lose their jobs at all. I, I honestly think Kirk Cousins is probably going to stay with the Redskins at this point. But, because I don't know about where in the NFL draft. I mean, there are good quarterbacks in there, but I don't know where in the NFL draft they would draft a quarterback to that type of offense. Speaking of controversy with draft picks and just another NFC East team that just had a garbage year, how about Civil War New York Giants? As Landon Collins was just caught on the radio... Calling Eli Apple a cancer. I mean, that whole backfield just seems like they're all, that whole team. Like, that nothing. If nothing is going so right for a team in that big market, shit is gonna be said. Whether it's good or bad, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, Eli Apple can be a can could be could be a cancer. I don't know. But how about Landon Collins giving up on all those tackles in the 49ers game? <sighs> Where there's video footage of him jogging after tackles that he easily could have made if he was giving a full effort. Yeah, I mean, I think just the Giants are just over the season. They just want to be done. Well, I mean, I mean they might sad. be getting their quarterback of the future after Josh Rosen said that he will not play for the Cleveland Browns. Hmm. Okay. They were talking about that today. Is it going to be Eli Manning part two, where when Eli I mean, got drafted to the Chargers, he said, yo, I'm not going to play for you, and he got traded to the Giants. Now are the Giants going to be the beneficiaries I mean, again of a quarterback saying, I'm not playing for the number one team? But then again, who's going to want to play? Two big Cleveland? quarterbacks that I can recall that ever did that, saying they're not going to play for a team. One is Eli, second is John Elway. So, And both of those came out with a few... Uh, Super Bowls there for different teams. One for the Giants, one for the Broncos. Correct. So, I think... I mean, I'm not saying he's going to win a Super Bowl just because he's saying that. But, I mean, he is being very aware of his future. Him saying that he's not going to play for the Browns. And the Browns... I, I mean, the Browns are the Browns, and they've already locked up the, the first draft draft pick. But, I mean, they need, they need something there. But, I mean, if this quarterback's saying he's not it... I mean, you you can't do anything about that. Yeah. So, let's jump into our Week 17 scenarios as we are looking at the season come to an 
end. Uh, again, you have a few teams that have just locked up what they can. Philadelphia locked into the number one seed. The road goes through Philly. The Vikings are more than likely going to lock up that two seed. They clinch a first round bye with a win or a Panthers loss or tie or a Saints win or a Rams win. So basically, there's just so many factors. The Vikings are going to be the number two seed. Yeah. And I do believe the Vikings have a very easy game week 17. Yes. I think they're – are they playing Chicago? Yes. Okay, so win. Um, New Orleans clinches the NFC South. Now, note they won't be able to that get That was a bye. surprise. That, like, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that like New Orleans is not a good team, but I don't really think people had them on their radar, especially winning their division. Not at all. Maybe maybe a, maybe a wild card, but I don't think people had them but on their But then again, division. something that I've called – I called on our preview show is that no team wins the NFC South twice. It's like the, the NFC South and the NFC East. No team wins that season back to back years. It is always a new mm-hmm. division champion every year. And they could have three representatives this year. And I think that's something we yeah, had said too. Yeah, our hot takes coming back around now. Yeah. Uh, Carolina can clinch the NFC South. They're already in the playoffs, but they can win the NFC South and move New Orleans into a wild card with a win and a Saints loss tie and a saints loss and then the panthers now notice not the saints the panthers can clinch the first round by if they win the saints lose which gives them the division and then the vikings and the rams also lose so where new orleans can only win the division carolina with a lot of things cap happen could get the two seed yeah i mean i i hope they do that would be great yeah um the falcons Basically, a win and in for the Falcons. Win or Seahawks loss for the Seahawks. In order for them to get in, they need a win and a Falcons loss. Okay, so Seahawks are playing the Cardinals. So Seahawks should win that, even though they're they're becoming a very dysfunctional team. And I believe Atlanta has Carolina. Yes, so Panthers, Panthers should beat Carolina. Especially well, if they're t- playing Panthers for a division. Carolina. Panthers should be Atlanta. If, if they're playing for a division, too. Yeah. And then the AFC is just pretty much, you know, New England wins home field advantage. Steelers. Well, I mean, they are playing the Jets. Just Steelers so win. Patriots lost. It's in New England, though. So yeah, they, true. They, had the clo- yeah. they had the close game in MetLife. Now comes the blowout in Gillette. Um, the Steelers get home field advantage with a win or a and a Patriots loss. The Ravens are winning in. Where did they come from, man? The Ravens have been like very consistent. I mean, they they gave the Steelers a run for their money at the uh, at the end at the last game that they played against each other. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and all, I mean, the Ravens always always are almost there. Yeah, if not in there, because it's usually between the Ravens and the Steelers for the NFC North. I'm sorry, AFC North. And, like, a sprinkle of the Bengals every once in a while. But, yeah, the Ravens have been consistent. Yeah, and now, so the Titans, same thing, pretty much in a win-and-in situation. The other teams that are still alive in the AFC, the Chargers can get into the playoffs with a win and a Titans and Bills loss. Let's go Chargers. And then the Bills are in with a win and a Ravens loss. A win and a Chargers and Titans loss. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a very, very, uh, how do I put it? 
wide open. It didn't look no, like for the AFC. I mean, it's not really wide open because so many things are locked up. I'm, I'm saying it's more of a kind of a boring week 17. But see, I was going to say, though, I thought the AFC was going to be more said and done where the NFC was you knew who was going to make the playoffs. So it's just going to be a matter of what seed they are. True. So I think it's going to be very, very interesting. So with that, let's get into our week 17 picks. The final regular season. It's like Christmas. The final regular season week of the year. It, it comes and goes so quick. Um, so as we are still getting reports of who is going to be um, resting players and whatnot. So we're going to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, you have the view up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe all of the games this week are on Sunday and will be done by 425. So this was actually, I don't know if you heard about this. It's kind of like controversial, especially for the Bengals-Ravens game. Mm-hmm. They they adjusted the schedule this week. NFL and controversy? What? Yeah, right? And they the Bengals at Ravens was supposed to be the Sunday night game. They're not even going to have a Sunday night game. They're putting every, every game with any sort of playoff uh, contingency at the 4:30 spot. Correct, because they were worried about attendance. They're worried the... about attendance, yeah, because it is New Year's Eve, so they were worried about that. Um, but in in a way, it's also a football game. Even though there is struggling to have viewership, people were probably going to go to that, especially because it was New Year's Eve, and maybe even the Ravens were going to do something for New Year's Eve then, because I believe there was some sort of talk about that. Game ends at 11.30, 11.45 anyway. Yeah, so I think... Ravens make the playoffs, and I'm like, oh, happy new year. So, I mean, all these all these fans were going to have these plans of kind of hanging around the stadium afterwards and celebrating there. Not going to happen anymore unless they allow them to stay there for how many hours? Like five hours afterwards? Yeah. Not like four hours. But, right. uh, let's, let's, let's jump into it. Alright, uh, meaningless game. The basement of the NFC East. Washington visits MetLife. The Giants end a awful season on a good note. Nope, Redskins. Nope. The one time I'll root for Kirk Cousins. Um, speaking of the one New York team who did better than anyone thought and actually had a better, more successful season than the Giants, the Jets, I, they're not going to get it done in New England. That team is just finished. Uh, my bias wants the Jets to win, so I'm going to go with the Jets. All right. Uh, Chicago visiting Minnesota. Got to go with Minnesota there. I think Minnesota will lock up the two seed. I mean, I think they're probably going to put in their backup, which would be Bridgewater. So I think Vikings going to take it. Nice homecoming for him. Green Bay visiting Detroit in a meaningless game. Detroit. We'll take Detroit. Another meaningless game. Texans at Indy. I'm going to take Indy. I'll take Indy here as well. Now, here's the question. Cleveland visiting Pittsburgh. Does Cleveland go 1-15, or do they finish the year without a win? Um, yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm assuming the Steelers are playing everybody because they still have a possible home field advantage to play for. I mean, there was talks about them sitting some people. Uh, just, just because it could, I mean, it is the Patriots at MetLife versus the Jets. They always dominate them there. So I'm just going to say Steelers are going to win, even with their backups. Oh, and, and no, And no Antonio Brown. Uh, Dallas visiting the link. Eagles have announced that Jolly Old St. Nick will be playing. And Jolly Old St. Nick has given me a hint. Okay, what does that get? I have associates that I work with that have given me four tickets. Ooh. Would you want to go? On Sunday? On this Sunday. Why not? All right. 
me, me and Feds are going to the game. Let's go. And I'm gonna go bird game because because I'm I'm there with you, Feds. Yep. Let's go bird game. Um, the 49ers will be visiting L.A. I will say the Rams. Oh, this is so. My father is a Rams fan. Okay. And he has become very irate with the Patriots for trading him Jimmy G. Right. Because or trading the 49ers Jimmy G. Because he's now like, now we have to deal with this shit. Like we've been doing so well. Now we have to deal with the freaking 49ers. Huh. They're good again. And I told him. I mean, the 49ers. People forget they're only like five. Five years out of a playoffs, all right, the Super Bowl, I, or not Super Bowl win, but they got into the Super Bowl. A few different players, but a lot of the same players are there still, so they are still a good team. I'm going with the 49ers. Let's go, Jimmy G. Yeah, I'll say that as well. Uh, the Raiders at the Chargers. I think the Chargers are in a must-win situation. They'll get it done. Do the Arnold play. And now go Chargers, go. Um, Chiefs visiting Denver. Chiefs. Chiefs. Jags will spoil the Titans' playoff hopes. Dude, I mean, the Jags looked not too great against the 49ers, but I will take the Jags. I will take the Jags. Uh, Saints going to win in Tampa. They're done. Uh, even with the, when they put in the backup quarterback, whoever that is. Um, going to be all for lost. I think the Bills beat Miami in uh, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cardinals at Seahawks must win in Seattle. Come on, we yeah, all know how to. Seattle say. has to win that one, and even though they're they're a very weak and injured team right now, Seattle has to win that. But now does Carolina beat the Falcons in Atlanta to get the Seahawks into the playoffs? Knowing very well that the Vikings win at one o'clock, they're not. They don't have a shot. They will still have a shot at the division because the Saints play at 425. I'm going to say the Falcons are up. I've got to ruin the that. Falcons are going to win. Okay, I'm going to go Carolina. And then, did the Ravens get the job done? A home game against Cincinnati mm -hmm. to make the playoffs. The Ravens will be in the playoffs. Yeah. Alright, so, you've heard it here first. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at WideOpen underscore sports to tell us why we are right or wrong. Or also make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes at the Wide Open Sportscast. Let's get into... The NBA, where Skip Bayless says that Kevin Durant has now surpassed LeBron James as the best player in the world. Thoughts? Uh, I I, I almost want to say true. And KD has definitely like as a as a well, the Golden State has looked better as a team than Cleveland this year, and they still working for Isaiah Thomas. Uh, but yeah, I I, I say that's true. Um, it, I mean even with the controversial. Uh, play that happened on Christmas Day, KD does look better than LeBron. Uh, do you think it's age? Do you think it's just KD has worked that much harder? Um, I mean, KD smoked him in the finals. KD I proved to the world. I just KD has a, it's it's two different playing styles. It's it's very two two different playing styles. KD's right now just in the the concept of the NBA is working a lot better than LeBron's. What I don't understand is Le LeBron's six eight two sixty whatever it is. No one in the league can stop him when he goes to the rim. Why wow. is he? He's just. I just noticed him just chucking threes up. Like you are unstoppable. Well, no, going to the rim. Yeah. Well, I mean, he needs to score points somehow, and no one's. No one else is scoring too many points for them right now. 
Uh, I mean, the, just overall, the East, even Boston's 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So going into the next point, why has no one talked about the now kings of the East, Toronto Raptors, with the best record in the East? Uh, yeah, all this talk because the they don't Celtics, have they don't have a Kyrie Irving or LeBron James. You have all this talk even about the trust, the process. The yeah, the Knicks are back, but Toronto's the kings of the East right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, here's my problem with the Raptors. Two man. I mean, you got Serge Ibaka who said something funny this week. I don't know if you saw the whole thing about how John Wall got his team um rollies. Yeah, Serge Ibaka. Asked Demar Derozan if um, you're gonna get me that, and he said like, "Yo, no, like you can go to Washington if you want that." And Serge Ibaka was like, "I will." Like they started like making fun of each other like during the interview. Oh boy. Um, but my problem with Toronto is you got Kyle Lowry and got Demar Derozan and Serge Ibaka. What else? Yeah, nothing else. That's always been the problem with Toronto. Is what I, else do you have? I to mean, bring in, to the in, table? in past NBA years, that could have been enough. Yeah, that could have been enough, but it isn't enough anymore because, with all these super teams. Because that's how again, rec, reckon repping the uh, era of the NBA where you could get that done with the Jason Kidd Nets jersey. Um, you're you can't. It's not two superstars now. You need to have the super team, and they just don't have it. Um, uh-huh. I do think Toronto will make some noise. I do think they'll be a top three team, but again, I don't see them beating Boston or Cleveland. Because they don't have that super team factor. And something people still forget. You know who's coming back to Cleveland very soon? Who's that? Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. There's videos of him dump, dunking in practice the other day. And he's he's playing for the uh, G League affiliate right now just in uh, recovery. I think it's going to be very interesting to see Cleveland when they get him. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think to, it's, it's going to be a complete game changer. Is it enough to overtake Boston? I think I mean they they've already beaten Boston once, so like I don't th- I don't think they're that far behind Boston. And Boston has cooled off. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's definitely interesting there. Uh let's go over to the West real quick. The Thunder are on a five game win streak, eight and two in their last ten. Has OKC finally found the groove? Now up to fifth in the West. Um, I I mean I think they're definitely still even even with uh Paul George and. Mello, I feel like they're still riding Westbrook's back. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if he's Westbrook's hot, then, the best player on the team easily. I mean, he could he could be even the best player in the league, or debatably, uh, right now. But I, I think as long as he's hot and he has his groove, they're gonna have their groove. I learned something interesting the other day. Like Paul Paul George, how many how many years has he been in the NFL? Or not the NFL, uh, NBA. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's been in the league for probably like eight years now. Maybe when he only blew up like four or five years ago. Yeah, that's true. He's never. This is his first year playing on Christmas. Yeah, because the Pacers have always just been eh. Yeah. So this is his first year ever playing on Christmas. I thought that was an interesting stat. Yeah. Or, well, because Melo used to get it every year. I feel like the Knicks are a daily fixture on Christmas. Speaking of which, how about the Chris Stapps and Embiid block party in the Garden? As uh, I had it reversed on our script, the Sixers beat the Knicks. Not it was uh, the other way around. I had it written the Sixers yeah, beat I was the Knicks. About that. Is this a rivalry to watch for the future in the NBA? I, I mean, if this this would be a good rivalry to have. I mean, New York and Philly have always just those two, like those two fan bases, have always had somewhat of a just in general a rivalry between NHL football, 
Like, they always have that. So if this one would build up, I mean, that'd be great for the two cities. Now, I mean, I don't want to, like, blow over, like, some of the videos you ever see every once in a while between, like, a like a Flyers-Rangers game or even, like, a New Jersey Devils-Rangers game. Yeah. Or, yeah, New Jersey Devils-Rangers game. Yeah. Yeah, so. New, anything New York, anything Philly is always going to turn yeah. into a rivalry. Uh, again, I think it just goes with this whole narrative about how you're watching all the controversy and all the suffering going on in the NFL right now. The NBA has been so fun this year. Um, it's kind of cooled off for me in a, in a little bit. Uh, and, and going back to the, uh, the, uh, the game between Cleveland and Golden State, the, uh, the controversial foul that what should have been a foul on the Braun that KD had, like, I mean, that's, that's almost like kind of like a, like, like an NFL rule where like they're screwing that up with the, uh, what's a catch and what's not a catch. That right. was, that was definitely a foul for me. And that could have been a game changer right there. It could have even gone to overtime. Um, I'm not saying that I want to see Cleveland win. I really, I'm not really, I don't really care for that. But I think that that was definitely a foul, and that definitely changed the game set right. of it. So I mean, I'm not saying that's the only thing that's kind of cool off for me. But it's just been like, yeah, it's okay right now. Like, it's still good, and in a way, it's still better than the NFL. But it's not. It's it's cooled off for me. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. So. That was a little quick talk about the NBA. Here's something that's really going to hit the both of us with the NHL. How about the remarkable story of the comeback of Brian Boyle? It's, 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 it is unbelievable. I mean, he's still playing with uh, cancer, still taking medication for it, and he scored 10 goals, had 6 assists. Now, they're not the prettiest of goals, and he's done some questionable things while during these, but... He is he is doing a great job for the Devils. Getting the job done. I mean, it's crazy. You think like the big names like Hall and Paul Mary, the new sign, the the our first pick sure. of the first round, he sure like they'd be the big names. It's right now. It's Brian Boyle for the Devils. Yeah, I mean, do you think? I mean, especially the last two weeks, he has been on fire. Just watching them had the game tying goal and the game winning shootout goal against the Rangers, which is beautiful to see an ex Ranger beating the Rangers on the Devils. Uh, he had a big impact in that Blackhawks game as they went into the break. Rick, is this Devils team? It's something we've talked about a few times. Are the Devils still the real deal? Do you think? Uh, I I believe because they're they're able to produce at any point when when the big stars like Hall aren't produced and like the third and the fourth line are coming up and producing for them. I mean, they're they're getting they're getting goals and shots from every place, defense, offense. It doesn't matter. It's really good. And also, Corey Schneider has been playing on his fucking head. And it's been fun to watch. I Which mean, didn't happen last year. Yeah, I felt like when you and I would watch the Devils, we would talk about the Devils, and we would just be waiting for that Corey Schneider soft goal to happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I always talked about it. Whenever at towards the end of a game, it would be like Corey Schneider's just gonna let up a goal, especially when they go. When like the other team pulls their goalie, like Corey Snyder's just got to let up a soft goal when it's six on five, or just like a weak one through the five hole. But I mean, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference have been looking really good. Again, Vegas, like still a real surprise. I don't, I, I don't. I mean, it's obvious the New Jersey Devils are not as good as Tampa Bay. Uh, right no. now. Tampa looks like that team to beat. The Tampa Bay, the goal differential, which is a, a deciding factor in playoffs as well. The goal differential is plus forty six for them right that's now. That's sublime. That like that's that's unheard of. Being that far ahead in all those games. Just to give you a heads up on some of the other leaders, you have the Devils who are leading the Metro. Their differential is ten. 
The Blues leading the Central with a 19. The next best goal differential in the NHL is the Kings are plus 24. So they're like doubling them. Which is insane. Just underneath doubling them. 54 points for the Lightning. The next closest team in the NHL is the Golden Knights and the Kings, and the Blues have 48. The Devils have 47. But, yeah, the Lightning just look good, man. Yeah, I mean, and also uh, another turnaround team in the Eastern Conference is Philly. They've they put together, they've shrunk together a few wins there, so they're coming around. They're finally getting their, their things together. And Brian Elliott is looking pretty good for them. Does get streaky, but does look pretty good for them and net for them right now. Uh... Probably my, my big surprise would probably be the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they'd be a little bit better. Also, I mean, obviously Vegas is a big surprise. Big Another big surprise is Chicago. Chicago, which is technically right now out outside of the playoff picture, they are they're, they're not in the wild card. That's kind of a surprise to me. I figured they'd be in the, at least in their division, one of the top three there. Yeah. So, so now with the Olympics coming, before we get into that last point we have for the NHL, how do you think that this Olympic break is going to affect the NHL? Um, I, I mean, I'm going to watch the Olympics probably more than I'm going to watch the NFL in hockey-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even believe like players that aren't even playing this year for teams, like uh, I believe Brian Gianta may be playing. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So, I'm just... Yeah, so he, this, the Sabres opted out of Brian Giants' contract. So he hasn't been with the team. So he's going to be playing for the uh, the USA team. He's probably going to be the captain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not as good and he's an older guy. But they're going to get like all the, uh, the junior players, I'm assuming, to play. So that will be interesting. And the World Juniors are about to happen too. Yeah, did you see there was like a cool video today with uh, Team USA? I don't know if you saw that. With, no, like, I, pre-game I, I, hype. I did not see that. Um, maybe maybe we, I could watch that a little bit later. Yeah, definitely but go I mean, check it out. It's pretty cool. Well, another cool thing about the Devils, they have the most prospects in the in the World Juniors right now. They have a couple for Sweden. The captain for USA is a Devil. Uh, one for Canada and like two for Russia. The future is bright, my friend. Yeah, so they have, they have the most in there. Now and now here's a little fun question for you. Uh, the All Star Game is also coming, and they are still voting on the. Um, All star voting. Nice. Of course. Um, <laughs> here are your leaders for each division. Uh, the Metro is being led by Ovechkin. The Atlantic is being led by Stamkos. The Central, PK Subban. And the Pacific is being led by McDavid, who has the most votes overall. Does the NHL have the best All Star game? Um, it's definitely been fun to watch. I love the three on three. I. Well, one, it's it's better. Yeah, I'd say yes. Um, it's definitely the most competitive, even though it's not like the same thing. It's definitely more of like a finesse thing because they they don't do as much uh, hitting like they do in normal games. It's definitely more of like a finesse game, and the players that are in it are definitely more finesse players, so it makes sense. Right. Uh, so yes, it does. But I mean, I just I'm never really a fan of all star games. The three on three is a lot of fun to watch, but it's it's like not it's not real hockey. You know, like it's like, I wish there was something more there. I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah. So a little bit on the NHL, 
Now, one last tidbit. We're going to go through two things real quick before actually we get into this week's I'm, questionable before, call. Before you get into that, I'm actually kind of surprised P.K. Subban is, like, leading the West, Western division. Yeah. Like, I figured it would be someone like like Patrick Kane or something like that. Somebody from the Blackhawks. Yeah. Just or maybe like all. Sagan, maybe. Ooh, well, I guess, we I, just... I guess P.K. is kind of, like, a big, big name, so and he's fun to watch. So, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. So, What's real quick before we move into college football and some Premier League talk real quick. The NBA has just released that the officials missed two late fouls by KD on LeBron. Uh, yeah. So, the NBA has confirmed what you said, that they were two fouls. So, going to that, do you like that? When, no. Like, when, like, the, when the league, whenever a league would, like, admit that they're no. wrong? No, no. I mean, it's fine, like, for example, like, the Gene Scorpello, whatever his name is, when he used the index card to measure the first down, saying, like, okay, we're not going to allow that anymore. That makes sense. Like, you're allowed to say that. Oh, geez. But I, I figure, like, you, you can't say that you're wrong too much. Right. I mean, like, five years down the line, I think it's fine. But, like, two days after? Like, I don't like, – I feel like it's kind of like NBA scared. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, so – College football. Um, real quick, uh, two quick topics before we get into the question we'll call. We had the Great Big Bowl Challenge extravaganza update. Uh, Rick and I going back and forth trying to pick bowl games, and then the loser has to do some type of punishment on air in Practical Jokers style. Rick, what's the current score? Uh, the current score. Uh, so you're up 4-3 to three right now, and you're actually winning the game that's currently on the Duke and Northern Illinois one. But you won. Uh, you picked Troy to beat North Texas. You picked, you picked Boise to beat Oregon. You picked Wyoming to beat Central Michigan. And you picked Army to beat San Diego. And real, Duke I'm actually just got a pick. No, they're they're on the offense there, but uh, oh, it uh, I, I was real surprised uh, about the San Diego State game. Uh, I thought San Diego State was going to be Army, but I got FAU to beat Akron. I got Ohio to beat UAB. And I had Fresno beat Houston. So I those are my three. You have those four. Duke is doing pretty well right now for you, which sucks for me. We'll see what happens at the end of the bowl season. So, speaking of bowl season, is it worth it? It's like a nice thing to have in the background. Like it's, And I'm sure the NCAA gets plenty of ad revenue. So, it's, like, it's, earlier I'm watching West Virginia and Utah. I think there was probably a whole collection of 100 people in the stands. Yeah. And it's I, not like West Virginia is a well, small school. It, well, they're not going to get – they're not for those type of games, those really tiny games, they're not going to sell out those stadiums. The Cure Auto Insurance yeah, Holiday like they're gonna Bowl. S- they're going to sell out the Peach Bowl, the Con Bowl, like oh, those type of bowls. They're going to sell those out. And those are the big games. Those are the ones that are going to bring in the big profit. But they are still getting profit from these little ones because – Honestly, I have the I have this game behind us in our studio, the Duke versus uh, who the hell? Are Northern they Illinois. Yeah, Northern Illinois. I don't even know who the hell they're playing. I don't really care about this game. The reason why I'm really kind of caring is because of the bet between me and Feds. But I mean, it's also just like a nice thing to have in the background. Like I don't watch too many shows. The shows I watch are Game of Thrones. Uh, I'll watch reruns of Family Guy and yep. like a couple reruns of other things. But I don't really like keep up with the shows. I keep up with sports. So it's like a nice thing to have in the background, especially if right now there's no hockey on. Uh, until tomorrow, um, NBA is is on, but I'm not I'm not watching that right now. So it's a nice afternoon thing to watch. Uh, there is soccer on Premier League before we get, we're gonna get into that a little bit with Wee! Feds, but uh, yeah, it's just a nice thing to have in the background. So, do you think it's worth it? 
I just want to see some, a little bit more playoff action, honestly. True. So, we'll see. Um, so, quick Premier League minute. A couple updates for you on what's going on. Uh, first off, the King of England, Harry Kane, breaks Alan Shearer's record of goals scored off, in the dude. Premier League in a calendar year. Ericsson. Harry Kane has scored 39 goals in 2017, breaking Shearer's record of 37. Actually, it was 36. My fault there. Um, he also bagged his Premier League record sixth hat trick of the year in a 5-2 win over Southampton, also a Premier League record. Harry Kane has six hat tricks. The rest of the Premier League combined has six hat tricks. And he finishes the year with more goals for club and country than any player in the world. More than Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Cavani, you name the list. Harry Kane's got more. Go. He was just a one-season wonder. Uh, Manchester City will continue their race towards the title. It's already over. Um, they can open a 15-point gap on second place Manchester United with an 18th straight win against Newcastle. That's already a record. N N Manchester City, I think, is going to go invincible and not lose a single game this year. They've tied. They're 17-1, but they're going for an 18th straight win, Yeah, which is it's, it's unbelievable. Um, speaking of their noisy neighbors, Manchester United draws Burnley 2-2 after st a stunning defeat in the League Cup to second-tier championship team Bristol City 2-1, which was one of the big upsets and shockers of the year as United manager Jose Mourinho begs Ed Woodward, their owner, for more money because City just has too much money. But they both spent the same amount. I don't know. And then your Reds. Rick ran riot over Swansea today, 5 nothing. Yeah. Uh, the Fab Four in Liverpool, the new Fab Four, Coutinho, Firmino, Mane, and Salah have Liverpool in fourth. They are rounding out the top four right, with Chelsea. Yeah, literally, Pharaoh. I love all the memes of like his face over like the mm -hmm. Sphinx and stuff. Um, the, the top four currently, City's winning the league, going to win the league. United in second is slipping. Chelsea's doing all right in third. Liverpool's in fourth, ahead of Spurs by a point, and then Arsenal will play tomorrow. I was so pissed about that 3-3. That was such a bad that game. That was wild. I, I, I watched that game. That was such a bad game. That's the one well, thing a, a with bad Liverpool. Game. I mean, it was a good game for like people to watch. It was a bad game for Liverpool. My one thing with Liverpool is when they capitulate, they capitulate like three goals in four or five minutes. Yeah. Liverpool's phenomenal on offense, but there's just so many questions with their defense and their goalkeeping. It'll be interesting as we are at the halfway point of the season. A little sad note, Paul Clement a, had some ties to American soccer, was fired from Swansea there in dead last. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, when you're in dead last and about to get sent down to the championship, you do those moves. So, questionable calls. It's Christmas time. Just passed. It's Boxing Day. But we had talked about this, and we thought it was something we would still do. It was a Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> and what we are going to pick now are our top three airing of grievances by a coach or player of all time in sports. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, 
So basically, top three ranks. Times that they've had a lot of people. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay. So anyway, number three, John Tortorella's. We know what we did when John Tortorella was asked time and time again after a 2003 playoff loss to the eventual Stanley Cup champion New Jersey Devils. Um, multiple questions about the game, how Brodor had played, and Tortorello had just saying, we know what we did. They were asked about Brodor. Well, I don't coach Brodor. I coach this guy. And then listen to this response to a reporter when he was asked about a question. Are you answering your questions or what? I guess that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. You get that through your head? I guess so. Yeah. It's time to waste the time. Oh, then get the fuck out of here then. I am. Okay, see ya. Pretty, Next question. Pretty good stuff there from Tortorello. Probably the coach I despise the most in the league. Secondly, you got to go with Herm Edwards. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Like, that interview is so great. You play to win the game. There are so many Herm Edwards moments I could go on there, like you put your name on it, but you play to win the game is just great. And then Jim Mora. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another like, game. Come on. What beats that airing of a grievance? Um, he had another good one, too, that didn't make it, but it's in our um, intro. Diddly we couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't. We couldn't run the ball, we couldn't pass the ball, we couldn't catch the ball, we couldn't tackle, we couldn't kick. It just goes through every aspect of the game. But as far as legacy, it's got to be the playoffs one. That one was great. Uh, what are your three? So my number three, uh, forever, I, I never actually really got to play the guy, or not play, watch the guy play in his prime, but John McEnroe, the tennis player, famously for going off on refs had the one famous one that started out with this. Look, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! That ball was on the line. Chalk flew up. He had many other quotes. Plenty of other quotes there. But the you cannot be serious is definitely his most famous. Secondly, Allen Iverson. Practice? Talk about practice. We just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, that's just a classic. I mean, AI, great, probably the greatest player. Uh, no, no, not gonna say that. I was going to say greatest player. I would be 7'6 or one of the greatest players. And thirdly, Dennis Green, R.I.P., with the great one of the greatest quotes. I love this one. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. That's but so they funny. are who we thought they were. And we let them off they the hook. They are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. That one is forever a classic. R.I.P., sir. But forever a classic in my heart. Yeah. Great airing and grievances there by some of our coaches. Now, and let's players. man players too. Let's get into our final drive. And this one is going to be very interesting. John Gruden making the headlines again in last night's game, the Eagles against the Raiders, as he describes the Eagles pass rush in this way. Long, Cox. Whoopsie. 
Whoops, bet you didn't think about that one. Well, the internet let him know afterwards. Oh, yeah. Next, what you got next? next, Kirk Cousins nearly destroys FedEx Field when a video has shown him in anger banging his helmet against a propane tank in frustration. Now, granted, if that was like a cartoon, it would have been absolutely hilarious. If he actually did that, it would have been absolutely horrible. But that was a very bonehead move of him. Yeah. That's... I, Boom. It won't be more famous than you like that, but still will be one of Kirk Cousins' famous post-game moments. Yeah, definitely not a good one there. Lonzo Ball drops 400K on a new Rolls Royce for LeVar. And his mom. Don't forget, and his mom. And his mom. I feel like we never hear about, like, where is Mrs. Ball in this whole thing? I don't even know her name, and I don't think she wants to... I really want to know where she is and what she thinks about this. Yes. Next, Vince McMahon has yes. sold a hundred million in stock in his WWE and has created Alpha Entertainment, which has attempted to trademark XFL. This is the XFL. Let's it, go. Is it is it coming back? This Every- is the XFL. Everybody, that was good. Everyone's saying the time is right. Everyone's sick of the NFL at the moment. Yeah, I mean, as long as he puts together a good, like, a better package than what he did, and hopefully no more of the uh, broadcast trucks run out of gas. Or the coin toss where they just sprint at each other. Well, yeah, I think that they may have to redo that because that that got a few people injured and a few people started to sue him. Bring back the hitmen. Yes. Bring back the hitmen. Um, you had the butt fumble. Now, Lattimore, the Saints, has completed the improbable butt interception. I think this one has a little bit more uh, glory to it. This definitely has a lot more glory. A little bit more glory it. than Mark Sanchez's famous butt fumble. And then finally for our... Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Richard Childress, uh, famous Na- NASCAR owner. He was a driver, but famous NASCAR owner, owner of the famous number three was once run by Dale Earnhardt, now by his grandson, Austin Dillon, used his Second Amendment rights to fire a gun at home intruders last Wednesday. He, the, the police report said there were three masked men trying to break into his home, and he sh- took shots at them. So he did it. I mean, he did the right thing. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Second but Amendment rights. Welcome still, to America. And finally, now you got this Ennis Cantor insults Turkish President Erdogan and is now wanted back in Turkey to face four years in prison for insulting the president. What a baby. The, the lawyers all want him back so they can throw him in prison. What a baby. Is Trump going to turn him over? No comment. <laughs> end neutrality. No, don't end new neutrality. We want yeah. net neutrality. Yes. Yes, please bring that back. And with that... That's the end of our show. Yeah, another great episode here, again, Rick. Again, Feds, Merry Christmas. Yeah, same to you as well. And hope everyone has a happy new year. Yeah, we're going to try. We're, we're going to try to get one more in. Yeah. No promises. We'll be on a hiatus next week. Yep. Do just some vacationing to the, uh, the ski hills for me. And I will be vacationing back to work. Yes, enjoy that vacation. But with that, uh, please follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please follow us on Twitter at WideOpen underscore sports. Uh, Tweet us if you have any questions, grievances with us. Air your grievances. And with that, thank you, Feds. I am Feds. I am Rick. Have a great night, afternoon, evening, whatever. Right, even there, G. Could you believe these people?
guys are our future leaders in America. Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.